what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to episode three of the Fantasy Formula, hosted by The Mesh TV, Ad Rock. Tough week for your man Chad over here. Return of the Chad, I posted an 0-3 record. That's right, Ad. I lost all three games this week. Tough week. How about you? Uh, I lost, which I know that some of our fans out there are not shocked, but I uh, lost by four points. Eli just was not wearing his big boy riches. He did good, but you know he didn't pull it through. I lost by four points. I was standing there in fourth quarter when they just started running the ball and cried the whole fourth quarter. But – Heartbreaking, heartbreaking ad. Uh, further to further my 0 and 3 um, defeats this week, I also lost half of my team. Huge injuries this week in the NFL. Jamal Charles down, Vic hurt, Romo hurt, Austin hurt, you name it. We're going to highlight some of these on our injury report later in the show, but tough week for the NFL and tough week for Return of the Chad Eye and Ad Rock's team. But you really? know what? Did you, did you say Return of the Chad Eye? Return of the Chad Eye. When, when did this come about? When did, when did you get that? That's my team name, bro. Oh, Lord. All right, let's jump into it real quick with the Fantasy 45. That's 45 seconds. We're going to highlight every matchup of, an, of next week's games, starting with the first matchup, the Cincinnati Bengals against the San Francisco 49ers. Day. Last week, the Cincinnati Bengals, in a very, very close battle against the Denver Broncos, fell 24-22. Um, we had a couple stars. Andy Dalton, the Cincinnati quarterback, the rookie quarterback. Opie Taylor in effect, baby. Really, absolutely. No one thought that he'd do much this year. Threw for 332 and two touchdowns uh, on the on the ground. Um, Cedric Benson, 59 yards. And a surprise, we called this sleeper in our episode one, but Jerome Simpson, wide receiver, four receptions, 136 yards for the Bengals. On the other side, they're going to be playing the 49ers who fought their heart out against the Cowboys, lost in overtime, uh, 27-24, some of the standouts. Alex Smith, 179 through the air, two touchdowns. Frank Gore, 47 yards, 20 carries, one touchdown. Uh, Addison, who do you got? Cincinnati, 49ers. I'm liking the Bengals, of course. You know, I'm the, I'm the biggest Bengals fan in the state of North Carolina, but I'm liking Cincy. I mean, I, their offense is kind of clicking. Uh, Gresham has put up some good numbers. Dalton's looking good. Um, our regional boy, uh, Jerome Simpson, looked sharp, and I mean sharp. I'm seeing, you know, maybe – as a, as a starter, I think he may have moved in that starter role. I know uh, A.J. Green is still the freak of nature, but I'm liking uh, some good fantasy points out of the receiving core from Cincinnati, especially with this matchup with uh, San Fran. Now, on the other side of the ball, Frank Gore, he's going to be the workhorse. Uh, I don't think Alex Smith has got the rhythm down. He put up some decent numbers, but I'm seeing Frank Gore, 24 to 26 fantasy points, uh, 100 yards, maybe a touch or two. They get him in the red zone, but I'm liking Cincinnati with a win on this. Well said, Addison. And this guy thinks Cincinnati, minus one and a half, gets it done. Addison, next up, we're going to travel to Buffalo where the New England Patriots, the 2-0 New England Patriots, travel to the surprising 2-0 Buffalo Bills. Last week in a showdown, the Bills beat the Raiders 38-35, led by Fitzy. Yes, that's right, Ryan Fitzpatrick, my man, 28 for 46, three touchdowns through the air. Fred Jackson, a monster game, 117 yards and two touchdowns. And little Stevie Johnson caught eight balls, 96 yards for a touch. They're traveling or playing against the mighty, mighty New England Patriots. Again, the Patriots last week against the San Diego Chargers. 
Uh, what else can we say? Tom Brady, another 400-yard game. Truly impressive, everything he does. Uh, 378, I'm sorry, 423, three touchdowns. Green Ellis on the ground, 17 yards and a touchdown. Addison, this is the showdown, the AFC. Fitzpatrick versus Brady. Who's going to be 3-0? First off, I'm going to give you the opportunity to go ahead and say it. I want, I want you can go and give the I told, oh, I told you so on Fitzpatrick. You were over there smiling while we said, my boy, Fitzpatrick. You're so happy. You're like, I picked him, I picked him. That is true. Look, Fitzpatrick put up some good numbers. But again, the New England show, it's like the circus rolling town. I mean, they're just – I don't think anybody can stop them right now. It's going to be a shootout. I think they're fancy points galore. New England's defense has not looked that strong. So, in the way Fitzpatrick is uh, getting the ball and way, the way the, the receivers have been running the routes, I'm seeing some big points out of Buffalo too. Steven Johnson, uh, you got the tight end for Buffalo. Uh, Action Jackson's been – I mean, he's been putting up some numbers. Um I think you're a win-win situation, fantasy point-wise, in this matchup. Um, you got Deion Branch, who's been catching a lot of balls. Wes Welker, of course, is always going to be number one across in the middle. Um, I think, as far, as far as I know, Gonzalez is hurt, if I'm not mistaken. He's Hernandez. Hernandez is yes, hurt. Sorry. I heard, so, one to two you weeks. know what? Brady's been, Brady's been feeding uh, um, Gronkowski. Uh, Gronkowski the mm-hmm. ball a lot. So, whoever's got him, you're lucky. Because I think he's going to go for a touch, maybe two. I'm seeing upside on both sides of all fantasy points. I'm not going to put a, a numerical value on points, but I think it will be a high-scoring game. Good call on that Hernandez thing. I just read that as well this morning. Uh, out one to two weeks. We'll see what they do to replace him. Addison, your boy Scott Chandler, the tight end pickup that you wanted everybody to love last week. You know he did catch a touchdown. Eight points. I started him. Wow. You and a your, loss, but eight points. <laughs> you put your money where your mouth is, though. I appreciate that. This guy, this is the first time ever we've got a double play on this game. This is a double parlay action. We're going over the total 51 and a half. And Buffalo Bills, that's right, Buffalo Bills plus the nine for all you friendly wagerers out there. <laughs> on to the next one. Addison, we're going down to New Orleans where Houston Texans come to town. Houston 2-0 and for the first time ever against New Orleans who is 1-1 one one. last week. New Orleans trampled the Bears. Drew Brees with another successful performance, 273 touchdowns. Devery Henderson replacing Marcus Colston, who big was game. injured. Big, big, big game. game. Three receptions and a touchdown. On the other end for the Texans, Matt Schaub, um, solid performance, as well as uh, the surprising Ben Tate, who replaced Arian Foster. Arian Foster re-injured that hamstring. It might be all year long for Arian owners. They're going to have to deal with his hamstring. But Ben Tate replaced him quite uh, very, very well. 23 carries, 103 yards. Schaub, 232 touchdowns through the air. And Andre Johnson, seven receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Houston versus the Saints. Addison, who we got? I'm like New Orleans in this one. You, Drew Brees still has a lot of weapons. Devery Henderson. Um, a lot of people, some people picked him up, but it was between Colston and Meacham, a lot of people picked up. Deborah Henderson, I think, on our league, 25, 25 and a half points. Um, great game. You know what, Ben Tate, I think Ben Tate's going to get, you know, he'll get all the carries. Steve, there could, there's Steve Slayton could get a couple goal line carries. He's a little, he's a little, uh, a little bigger on the goal line. I like that. Um, but of course, Drew Beach will have a big game. I think, um, I'm thinking New Orleans is going to go through the air on this one. I don't see a lot of the ground game with New Orleans in this matchup. Um, but Devery Henderson, another big game. Matt Schaub, uh, 20, 25 points maybe. You got, you're throwing the ball to Andre Johnson. You don't know how many yards that man can put up. So 
Um, I'm liking New Orleans, New Orleans in this game. Thanks, Ed. Uh, you guys keep in mind, too, Darren Sproles came out of the backfield. I think he caught seven to eight receptions uh, for Drew Brees. Drew Brees is looking for him a lot out of that backfield, replacing Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles. If you don't have him, put him in your lineup as a good flex option. Um, New Orleans lays the three and a half against Houston. I like New Orleans to cover this number. New Orleans three and a half against Houston. Next up, we travel to Philadelphia. The mighty Philadelphia Eagles playing the New York Giants. New York Giants get their first win last night over the uh, lowly St. Louis Rams, who are now 0-2. Uh, last night, Eli, an okay game, 18 for 29, 200 yards and two touchdowns. Not really what you Eli Manning owners are expecting. And a pick. And no, not expecting Eli. You let me down last night. Did throw a pick. Uh, Bradshaw started out the game running solid, 15 carries for 59 yards. Jacobs came in, took some of the carries. Mario Manningham, this is interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Mario Manningham just hot off the wires. Three receptions, 56 yards, but just read, I heard he had a concussion toward the latter part of the game. It happened in the third quarter. You didn't see him come back in the game. Nobody really knew what it was. He possibly could be out next week. Y'all just keep that in mind when you're setting your lineups. Uh, let's hit Philly on the other side. Philly, you guys watched this game. It was the high, most highly watched Sunday night television game in all of NFL history. So more really? people were watching this game than any other game in NFL history on a Sunday night. So that's huge. Uh, Mike Vick, 19 for 28, 242 yards, two touchdowns. You guys probably heard already Mike Vick out with the concussion. We'll have to see what, what happens with him next week. LaShawn McCoy, another great game, 95 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. And the standout, Jeremy Macklin, 13 receptions, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Monster. You've got the Giants. You've got Philly. Addison, what you got? I got New York Giants, a running game. Philly's got no running defense. Look, they're running that, uh, that, that, uh, that nine, that stretch nine defense. I don't – New York's running game is one of the best in the NFL. Uh, the one-two punch of Bradshaw and Jacobs is unbelievable. Um, Eli Manning, he, he's somewhat dangerous through there, but not too – he's got some weapons depending on you know, what Chad has said. I, I'm liking New York in this game. Philly – can make it make big plays, but depending if they make them, you can't bank on that. So I'm gonna go with Giants. I'm seeing both um, Jacobs and Bradshaw putting up some good, decent numbers. I think it's a one-two punch, kind of like down down in Carolina. But I'm liking the running game against the Philly D. I'm gonna dump the Philly D this week uh, after the negative wow. two points they put up against Atlanta, which I thought they'd do a little better. Uh, I think there's a better matchup there. So look at your uh, your waivers and see what you can pick up. I do not like the Philly D against this run defense – or this run offense, sorry. Addison, I can't believe but I am going to agree with that. Uh, I think the Giants will run the ball very well against this Philly D line as well. Philadelphia is minus 7.5. I like the Giants plus the 7.5 to get it done in Philly. Addison, we're going down to Cleveland next. Cleveland where the 0-2 Miami Dolphins travel to Cleveland. Cleveland 1-1. One one. Come, Actually, I think Cleveland – no, they are one and one. They lost oh, well, the first week. It's they lost two. Yes, there you go. Give them props. And they did surprise the Indianapolis Colts in Indy, twenty-seven uh, nineteen. Surprise. Well, anytime <laughs> you say Cleveland beats the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, that is going to be a surprise. Whether or not they they don't have. Many. I bet you. I bet you. You know, let's see. The other the Sunday night game was most watched. I bet that game was the least watched. <laughs> I concur. Uh, for Cleveland, uh, solid performance by Peyton Hillis, 27 carries, 94 yards, and two touchdowns in a 27-19 win. On the other side for the Dolphins, uh, let's get to the Dolphins real quick here, Ad-Rock. Henny, you got, you got Henny. Um, Henny looked good. I mean, and I'll go into it. In this matchup, I'm liking – I like Henny. I mean, I'm liking Henny. I'm liking Miami. I don't think Cleveland's got much 
for Miami. I think Miami's got a little more offensive weapons. You know, Reggie Bush, I've been hyping Reggie Bush, and he's had some down weeks, but I'm seeing him. He's got speed, and I don't think that Cleveland's got the speed to get – I think Reggie Bush can run around the ends on them. Uh, Reggie Bush, 15, 17 fantasy points. Uh, Henny, I'm going to say Henny's going to go for 20. I mean, he's not a strong quarterback option, but I'm liking his I'm liking his receivers against his defense. I really am. Cleveland's defense has looked a little disoriented in the last couple games, so I'm really liking the matchups with receivers uh, for Miami. So, Heartline, I mean, Heartline, I mean, that's a stretch, but, you know, he's possible to throw up 8 to 12 points. If you're in a bind, there have been some injuries, people move stuff around, so you got to look at the secondary receivers now late in the latter part of the season. Heartline, and of course, you have uh, – um, how to, who's the other one? I can't remember the other one. Who's the other guy? Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, thank you. Brandon Marshall, of course. But I think you guys, he's got too many receivers down there. I'm seeing a lot of points uh, through for Henny this week. Thank goodness. Things are back to normal. I get to disagree with Addison's, uh, <laughs> Addison's output for this game. Um, he mentioned Reggie Bush. He loves this Reggie Bush character. Reggie Bush did nothing last week. Replaced by the rookie, Daniel Thomas came in, 18 carries, 170 yards. Looked to Daniel Thomas to replace Reggie Bush. Put Bush more in a third down back row. And Addison calls for a lot of points in this Cleveland-Miami game. I call for hardly any points. Over the tunnel, total 41. Next game, Addison, we're going to Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. Last week, Tennessee finally got a win, and they got a win in surprising style against uh, your Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens were uh, intended to really blow the Titans out of the water, but Titans held on. Tebow, Tebow, <laughs> Titans held on to a 26-13 win over the uh, Ravens, uh, led by Hasselbeck, 358 yards through the air, one touchdown. He's still on your waiver wires, guys. If you need a quarterback to replace um, maybe Romo or Vic, Hasselbeck will be there. Chris Johnson, another disappointing game, 24 carries but only 53 yards. Kenny Britt through the air, 135, one touchdown. He looks to be like the top five wide receiver in the league so far. On the other side, we were going to Denver. Denver, uh, uh, Kyle Orton got the job done against the Bengals. Kyle Orton, 15 for 25, 195, two touchdowns. And McGahee, guys, McGahee, Willis McGahee, the old man. Everybody thought he was washed up. 28 carries, 101 yards, and one touchdown. And if you'll go back to podcast one, I mentioned a gentleman by the name of Eric Decker. Eric Decker, five receptions, 113 and two touchdowns. Nobody had him. He's still out there on the waiver wire. I picked him up in one of my leagues last week. But anyway, guys, there he's there. Go get him. Addison, Broncos, Tennessee, what you like? I love how your voice is outside when you when you know you're right. Like I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm liking Tennessee in this game. Uh, you know, I think if you go back to uh, week one, I did mention Hasselback, the old man. He's got some experience. But, you know, what, Kenny Britt, I mean, he's his receiving core looks strong, and Kenny Britt is catching anything within, you know, five yards of him. I mean, it's incredible. Um, Hasselback's throwing the ball with some vintage now. I do not like Denver right now. I still think they're dis- the disarray. The fluke win they had against Cincinnati last week. Um, Denver Denver should be 0-2 right now. I, I really think they're an 0-2 team. I mean, a grand win's a win, but uh, their defense is a little uh, suspect. Orton, I think, I think it's, it's in his head. The Tebow thing's in his head now. I think, I think you stay away from Orton like the plague. I don't like him. You got his receiving cores a little banged up. I don't like it. I do not like it at all. I think Tennessee has to back big game, 25 to 26 fantasy points. Uh, Kenny Britt, another 15 to – 15 to 18 fantasy points. I'm liking Tennessee. And this guy likes Tennessee, too, minus the seven. 
On to the next one. The Minnesota Vikings travel to the 2-0 Detroit Lions. Yes, sir, you heard that right. The 2-0 Detroit Lions, Addison. Detroit's uh, standout quarterback, Matt Stafford, throws for another 294 and four touchdowns. That makes seven touchdowns in two games for Stafford. He's on pace for 56 touchdowns for the season. It will be a record. Incredible start. Javon Best, 16 carries, 57 yards and one touch. And Nate Burleson, seven receptions for 93 yards. Goes along with CJ, Calvin Johnson, two touchdowns, only a handful of yards, but two touchdowns. Uh, Minnesota travels to Detroit with their 0-2 and they're struggling. Had a huge lead, 17-0 against Tampa Bay. Let Tampa Bay get right back in it and win with a touchdown. Um, with about 30 seconds left. McNabb, better numbers, 228, uh, no touchdowns. AP, a beast. They're really only true offensive weapon right now. It's 25 carries, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. Does Minnesota get the job done in Detroit? Dude, I'm loving this matchup. This is like the heavyweight championship fight. You got Hadam Kinsu versus Adrian Peterson. I'm loving this. I want to see what Minnesota does. I want to see if they run straight at them. With that, with their beast, against their beast. Mono y mano. I mean, I am looking forward to this game. I'm seeing AP, of course. I think he's going to pick up between 80 and 90 yards. I don't think he breaks the century mark on this one. Maybe a touch two. They're good. definitely going to give two more on the red zone. Goal line, the smash mouth football pounded in there. I'm liking this uh, Detroit's receivers score. Nate Burleson, who I started this week, who put up 13.5 points, um, was a good pick. And I guarantee in a lot of y'all's leagues, he's on the wave wire still. Some of y'all may have him. But I guarantee in a lot of leagues, he's still available. Pick him up. He's a good – if you need one later on season, it's a bench spot that is good to be taken with uh, Nate Burleson. Uh, I don't like Manab in this matchup. I don't see much out of the air from uh, Minnesota right now. I think they're still kind of reeling. Um, I can't – how many yards he put up last week? 29, 39 yards he threw for? Mm, first week. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, I like Detroit in this. I did Detroit uh, – Javai Best is going to put up 15 – 15 to 20 fancy points. Calvin Johnson's going to get his. That's a given. Like Nate Burleson. Uh, Brad, Bradford's looking good. Um, yeah, I like Detroit in this. Uh, guys, keep in mind, Detroit's defense, they recorded a touchdown now in two straight games, so their defense is something to look at, uh, look after. If, if they're on the waiver wire, think about getting Detroit against this Minnesota offense that really can't move the ball. Um, in this matchup, I think Vegas is giving Detroit a little bit too much credit, though. They've got them as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they win, but I think Minnesota covers the number at three-and-a-half. On to the next one, the Carolina Panthers. Your Carolina Panthers, growl, host the Jacksonville Jaguars. Addison, I didn't think it could be done, but Cam Newton. Again. Again, two weeks in a row, surpassing 400 yards, looks he looks like he knows what he's doing out there. He looks like a true pro. A couple mistakes, costly mistakes, really hurt him in this game. But 432 yards, a touchdown in the air, 10 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown on the ground for those Carolina Panthers who succumbed to the Green Bay Packers, put up a great fight. Addison, what do you think about that match? All right, first off, you know, just because he put up 400 yards, I'm not going to say anything about the last sound effect. God almighty. <laughs> you know what? Again, I, I thought you know, there were some stats about the fluke, you know, throwing for 400 yards. You know, you take away two plays last week. I mean, he still threw two big throws to Steve Smith. He still threw for over 300 yards. Um, I I actually think Carolina, the way Jackson was playing, um, Carolina getting the win. They're at home. Um, I'm liking to run a game. I'm liking D'Angelo Williams and John Stewart. John Stewart put up over, I think, whenever Central Mark this week. I, you know, Steve Smith's got a step back. This could be the week. We, they could get the win column this week. Uh, Jacksonville, there are a few 
I think uh, I'm going to go back to my boy Mercedes Lewis. I think there's some good – you're starting uh, Gerhardt, you know, in the last preseason game. Gabbert. Gabbert. Gerhardt. He's from Missouri. I don't know. Whatever. There, I'll, be, I'll be surprised if Jacksonville wins three games this year. They're absolutely terrible. Yeah, so I'm going to go with you on this. And you guys probably noticed that I skipped the Jacksonville offensive uh, recap because there, there was, was really no recap to, uh, to be seen. Luke McNown. Four interceptions, 59 yards. I mean, there's really nothing happening down there McCown. in Jacksonville. McCown. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go Carolina <laughs> at home to post their first win of the 2011 season, minus the three and a half. Carolina gets it done, minus the three and a half. On our way, Kansas City travels to San Diego. San Diego. And Kansas City is reeling right now. Just lost. They've lost three members of their team in the last two weeks to torn ACLs, Jamal Charles, their offensive standout. Last week, Eric Berry, and then they lost Tony Moiaki, the tight end, uh, last game of the preseason. Going down to San Diego, San Diego a little upset after the beatdown that New England put on them. Phillip Rivers still has some pretty good numbers, 378, two touchdowns, but a couple costly interceptions. Three weeks in a row, let me hear it. Wow. <laughs> The real champion, the real uh, standout for San Diego's offense this week uh, was Vincent Jackson. Wow, ten receptions, one seventy-two, and two touchdowns. I, I mean, he looks—he's—he's he's a freak. I mean, he—he he gets out. I mean, there were a couple plays of uh, Rivers hadn't overthrown him. I mean, he could go on for almost two hundred yards receiving last game. Absolutely. I mean, he. He worked his tail off, and it showed. Uh, he big, big performance going against the lowly, lowly Chiefs, zero and two. Matt Castle, fifteen for twenty two, <laughs> one thirty three. Addison's fifth round pick. Uh, like I mentioned before, Jamal uh, Jamal Charles out for the year with the ACL. Dwayne Bow did record five receptions for one hundred one yards, but there's really not much going on there in Kansas City land. Addison, Chiefs, Chargers, take it away. San Diego, enough said. I mean, there's Kansas City's got nothing. Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bowe's going to get his, get his stats. I, I really think Dwayne Bowe, they're going to throw the ball to him. You know, you got TJ running the ball for Kansas City. I don't – and then, you know, also you got Derek McCluster. Both of those guys are good running backs in the NFL. They really are good. Um, TJ could start on some teams in the NFL right now. You know what? I, I see some good points out of him. San Diego's defense is good, but I don't think it's that good. I think even though they're – those last year they were best in the NFL, I think the best defense in the NFL last year – I haven't seen it this year. I don't see what everybody was so hyped about. I see I see Kansas City getting some points, but as far as the win, San Diego will stomp them. But I don't see their defense. I see Kansas City actually putting up some points against them. Wow, I can't see that happening. That's why I'm going San Diego minus the 14.5. The Chargers get it done minus 14.5. On to Oakland, where the Oakland Raiders host the New York Jets. New York Jets 2-0. The Oakland Raiders 1-1. One one. Raiders coming off that tough loss to Buffalo, as we discussed earlier. Uh, Jason Campbell, 323 yards and two touchdowns. And is Jason Campbell the real deal? I guess we'll find out against the Jets. Well, they said that in Washington and nothing ever happened. Very true. Uh, another breakout game for a rookie wide receiver, Denarius Moore. Five receptions, 146 and a Looked touchdown. Looked good. Looked incredible. Y'all keep, keep him on your radar because – uh, Oakland's having some trouble with some wide receivers. A couple of them are hurt, Darius Hayward Bay and Jacoby Ford, both out with injury, trying to come back next week. And if, but if they don't, look for more to really get a, get a lot of looks next week. Um, they're going to play the Jets. The Jets just completely 
thumped the Jaguars 32-3. to Mark Sanchez, 182 and two touchdowns, but a couple picks. Sanchez is throwing a bunch of picks this year. Needs to watch out. Sean Green, still a little slow start. 16 carries, 49 yards and a touchdown. Jets versus the Raiders, Addison. Who you got? Oh, Jets. Jets in this game, Sanchez looks like he's firing all cylinders. He's throwing a lot of picks, but he's throwing with confidence. Now, does that result in scores sometimes? Sometimes not. I mean, if he's throwing to the team, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to work out too well. But I'm liking the Jets offense. I still think Sean Green, LT, a good one-two punch in the running game. Um, Sean Green, still tier one uh, running back. Definitely starting. Um, against this defense, I'm, si- I'm still saying 15, 17 points with him this, uh, with this week. Um, I think they're going to switch it up this week. I'm seeing some plat- pass out of the backfield to Sean Green, and they're going to bring LT. I think Sanchez – I think they'll go, they'll go big. They're going to have the big plays. But I'm seeing them a little throwing out of the backfield more this week. They had some problems they were talking about in the, in the postgame. Uh, Ryan actually mentioned that. They're going to try, maybe try some things differently. But I think Jets are going to be all over Oakland this week. I like uh, Jets to be all over Oakland as well. But I like uh, their defense to be all over Oakland, keeping Oakland uh, kind of held down. That's why I like under 41 the total. Under 41 is the total. On next to Baltimore, St. Louis. The Baltimore Ravens coming off their defeat. Uh, travel to St. Louis. The surprising 0-2 St. Louis. Everybody kind of – St. Louis was everybody's darlings at the beginning of the season. Starting out tough. A lot of injuries. Steven Jackson out last week. Uh, replaced by Cadillac Williams. Cadillac didn't do much uh, in last night's game. Steven Jackson hope, hopes to be back. Uh, Sam Bradford, an impressive, impressive game against the Giants. Threw for 331 yards and a touchdown. But – their defense just letting some big plays happen, and they're turning the ball over too much, Addison. Turning the ball way too, over way too much. Um, when Baltimore comes in town, though, they're going to obviously look for some revenge. Baltimore had a, that tough defeat against Tennessee. Addison, Baltimore, St. Louis, who you like? I'm liking Baltimore. I think Baltimore just got too many offensive weapons. There are too many question marks in St. Louis right now. You have um, even Steven Jackson comes back. I mean, I feel like he's run on eggshells. Um, I just don't see much. They have some weapons, but the receiving core for St. Louis is kind of – it's a hodgepodge right now. I mean, Sim, Walk, Sim Walker's out there, but he's not hes not running very fast. His routes are horrible. Last night, he looked like he was just running circles, and, and they even comment on that. I don't see much – I see Baltimore putting up some big points against him. I don't see many fantasy points from St. Louis side. Bradford's, Bradford will throw the ball whether – He's a great quarterback, and I, I still see him put up 20, 25 points, but as far as who he's throwing to – it's it's a mix. I think he he hit six or seven different receivers last night, if I'm not mistaken. They were commenting on that. And you know what? You can't really base a fantasy team on that. You, you know, you're gonna get your running, you're gonna get your running back points. But uh, you know, I think Baltimore's Baltimore defense. You should put start Baltimore's defense against St. Louis if you got them. Um, I like Anquan Bolden in this one a lot. Um, and of course, Ray Rice. Enough said. Ray Rice will just you know he'll get his he'll get across the century mark. Probably two touches. They'll get put it, give it to him in the red zone and then pound it in. Yeah, I like Baltimore, too. Minus the four. That's the Ravens. Minus the four against St. Louis. On to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay coming off the great comeback behind, from behind win against Minnesota. Uh, Atlanta comes to town to challenge the Tampa Bay Bucks. Atlanta, the big win against Philly. Um, incredible game. Atlanta was down 10 in the third quarter. Vic goes out. Atlanta storms back with about 21 unanswered points. Great, great comeback. Last week for the Bucks, uh, Josh Freeman, 243. One touchdown, not too bad for Josh. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt finally gets gets going. 13 carries, 71 yards for two touchdowns. On the other side for the Falcons, uh, we had 
Matt Ryan, 195, not too many yards through the air, but ladies and gentlemen, he threw for four touchdowns. A surprising four touchdowns. It's very impressive. Michael Turner, 21 carries, 114 yards. They let him just run right through uh, Philly's defensive line. He was very impressive. And the uh, the ageless one, Tony Gonzalez, seven receptions, 83 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, they're going to elect him to the Hall of Fame the day after he retires. Absolutely. He was so impressive, so impressive. So, Addison, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, down in Tampa, what you think? I'm thinking uh, ATL, baby. Even though you look, I know they're the great show on, they're supposedly the great show on turf. Now Atlanta's a very good indoor team or a turf team. I'm still liking Atlanta in this one. Matt Ryan, he had some issues in the pocket. He still delivered the ball. He delivered some strikes. I mean, four touchdowns, enough said. Tony Gonzalez is looking like he is a rookie again. He's big, I mean, but he's still a beast. He is a big body to throw to. Roddy White made some great catches the other night. Matt Ryan looked – I mean, he's throwing with a passion. and I mean, I'm I, I'm liking it. I mean, I don't see Tampa Bay. LeGarrette Blunt, the last week calling for more carries. Was that a little too early in the season? Okay, give me the ball more. I just, it's a little too early for me. But um, Tampa Bay's got some spark down there, but I don't see many fans. LeGarrette Blunt's maybe – I'm seeing 90 yards. Uh, Atlanta's defense had some spark. They had some glimmers of glimmers of, uh, of uh, supremacy against it for their defense. But I just don't – ATL, baby. ATL all the way on this one. Going opposite of you, Addison, Tampa Bay, catching one as the underdog at home. Atlanta does not play well on that grass, and Tampa Bay uh, is in, plays in an outside stadium with uh, a lot of grass. So we're going to go Tampa Bay plus the one, take it to the bank. On to the next one, Arizona travels to Seattle. Last week, Arizona uh, matched up against the Redskins, came away with a, uh, a tough, tough loss. Redskins went 22-21 to in this one. Uh, Kevin Cobb's solid performance, 17 for 30, 251 and two touchdowns. Larry Fitzgerald through the air, seven receptions, 133 and a touchdown. And Addison, I'll give you a little chance to gloat here. Uh, Beanie Wells, 14 carries, 93 yards and a touchdown. You picked him. That's my boy. Well done there, my friend. Traveling to Seattle, where Seattle is 0-2. Right now, I think possibly the worst team in the NFL. Uh, can't move the ball on offense. Can't stop anybody on defense. They were shut out last week by the Pittsburgh Steelers, 24-0. 24-0, Tavares Jackson, 159 through the air. He was their leading rusher as well with 12 yards. Addison, this team is terrible. Talk I, to me about them. Uh, there's not much to talk about on that one. There really is not. I mean, that's horrible. I mean, that's like a college team right now in the NFL. Um, Arizona, you got anybody on Arizona, you know what, start the third string running back because I think this, the third and fourth string is going to be in by the third and fourth quarter. Um, this is this season is going to be disastrous for Seattle. I think them in Jacksonville are bringing up the, bringing up the anchor in the NFL right now. So, um, you know, Cobb, Cobb's going to go big in this one. I'm saying three three bills, three touches. Maybe a pick. He may get a little overconfident, but Beanie Wells is going to run the ball. Fitzgerald is definitely good at his stats. Anybody in Arizona, start him up. Yeah, I'm with that. Arizona's laying the three and a half at Seattle. You got to take the Cardinals against the Seattle Seahawks. Arizona minus three and a half. On to the next one. We've got a divisional rivalry. This this year's matchup, or last year's matchup, between Chicago and Green Bay was for the NFC Divisional Championship. This year, it's just for some supremacy in that division. Green Bay coming off their win, an impressive win, and Chicago coming off the loss to the Saints. Uh, last week, Jay Cutler just uh, 
got trampled. I mean, he I don't know how many sacks, but he was rushed constantly, just like last year. Couldn't really get the ball off much. Threw for 244 and a touchdown, but he was running for his life. Matt Forte, 10 receptions out of the backfield for 117, 10 carries for 49 yards. Really their only true offensive weapon because Cutler couldn't get the ball to the receivers much. Addison, Bears, Packers, who you like? Cheeseheads, baby. Cheeseheads. Unless Chicago changes up their blocking schemes on the offensive line, there's no way Cutler's going to get any better this week. Green Bay comes with so many blitzing defense. It's, it's incredible how many different blitzing packages they run. And they're going to confuse Cutler from snap one. Forte's going to get his numbers. I mean, he's going to be the outlet on a lot of them. Uh, Cutler's going to get rushed. I mean, if you got Forte, of course, you're starting him as a tier one running back. But if you're in a PPR league, the half points are going to be great. If you're a full point league, it's even better. Um, you know, he may – I don't see any long balls in this one from the Bears side. I mean, you got Johnny Knox, Roy Williams. I don't see – I mean, I really – I don't see – I see Green Bay's defense uh, just confusing the you-know-what out of color. I just don't see it. Uh, as far as Green Bay goes, I mean, you got Stark. I don't have – I can't count how many offensive weapons they got. I mean, you can go tight to Michael Finley, Donald Driver, uh, Jennings, um, J- Jody Nelson, um, Aaron – I mean, you pick one. The list goes on and on. <laughs> Just pick one. I agree with you, Addison. Last week, uh, James Starks, as predicted here, nine carries, 85 yards. He's starting to get more of the bulk of the carries. I really look for Green Bay to start using And Starks he runs more. hard, too. Runs I mean, they had a little camera shot. He looks – you just don't want to run into him in a dark alley. He just looks mean. Yeah, he, he looks like he wants it. That's why I'm going to say under the total in this matchup bet- uh, between Chicago and Green Bay, that's 46 points under the total. I think both teams try to establish a run, keep the clock going. I do like the Packers, but I like under the total better, 46. On to the Sunday night game, Addison, the Indianapolis Colts. Still reeling from, from not having Peyton Manning. Kerry Collins looks like a, a lost puppy out there. They're hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers who came off the – the trouncing of Seattle last week uh, for the Steelers. Roethlisberger, 298 and a touchdown. Mendenhall gets back into form, 66 yards and a touch. And Mike Wallace, 126 and a touchdown. He looks like Ben Roethlisberger's go-to guy on the other side for Indy. Again, not, really not much to talk about. Uh, Kerry Collins, 191 and a touchdown. Joseph Adai, 64 yards. And Reggie Wayne, 66. Can the Colts – Slow down the Pittsburgh's O, or the question really is, can Indianapolis do anything on offense? <laughs> Hell no. They got nothing. This is going to be a repeat of the Pittsburgh-Seattle game. I mean, like I said in the first week, Seattle's a very nice car, but doesn't have an engine. Has no, it won't go anywhere. It has all the accessories, but it's not running. You know what, Pittsburgh, about the stats you just threw out, I guarantee will look almost identical next week uh, when we talk again about these stats. Uh, Wallace, I'm, Wallace is going to have a huge game. I'm saying a buck fifty out of Wallace. I think Rossburg can throw all over them. Um, Mendenhall, you know, the pass sets up the run. Of course, you know, I think, he, I think he'll break central mark, 89 yards, maybe a touchdown. Uh, but I think Steve Wallace, I think, and, uh, I think Steve Wallace is going to put the bulk of the numbers for the receiving core on this one. He's got, he's got speed. I do not like Indianapolis secondary at all. Um, big game for Mike Wallace. Yes, sir, I agree. And uh, also, one quick thing to mention, all you Peyton Manning owners out there, I know you guys are holding on tight because you think he might make a miraculous comeback. Let it go. Week 8, week 10, guys, it's time to let it go. I read something, uh, actually my sources reported to me, that uh, Manning, he's not going to come back this year. Um, This isn't career-threatening, but he's definitely not going to make it back into the roster this year. Guys, let him go. Pick up somebody off the waiver wire. Manning right now is a wasted spot. I like Pittsburgh minus the 10. They get it done in Indy. Pittsburgh minus the 10. 
And for our final game, it's Monday's night game, Dallas versus Washington. Addison, I remember when I was a little boy, Dallas versus Washington on the Sunday afternoon. It would always be the late This game. is the game. And everybody would get kind of pumped up for it. You know, you get your jerseys on and go out and play during the 1 o'clock games and come in. And it's the skins versus the boys, man. Exactly. I mean, this is what everybody – you wanted to be you, – you, you were a quarterback for the Washington Redskins. You were Joe Theismann. You were – I mean, this is what – this was the game. Absolutely, I completely agree, and uh, just a great rivalry. Uh, Washington at being at two and zero, maybe this rivalry comes back a little bit. Last week, the Dallas Cowboys held on to win against the 49ers in a comeback victory. Romo, man, guys were giving Romo a lot of grief first week. I'm gonna give the man his props, dude. Punctured lung, still playing. Fractured rib, punctured. Come lungs. on, man, really? Still threw for three forty. Dude, I think I think the media got to him. I think they were they were calling like he's such a you know he's not this, he's not that. I was, he was like, all right. Yeah. What do I got? Punch your lump, broken Let me go out there. I'll, I'll, I'll take a hit. He showed a lot of heart, no doubt. And another guy who showed a lot of heart, Miles Austin, nine receptions, 143, and three touchdowns. Huge but game. out for four, I think, three to four weeks. Actually, he's not coming back till week six. I've six. Week six. So, wow. yeah. Tough for you, Miles Austin owners. Uh, but he did lay his heart on the line. He and Romo both, they got that win. Dallas had to have that win. If they started 0-2, ooh, it could have been a tough start to the year. They're traveling to I'm sorry, Washington is traveling to Dallas, Dallas, where Washington won 22-21 against the Cardinals. Sexy Rexy started off tough, two picks, but uh, ended up 291 to two touchdowns. Tim Hightower continues to excel, 20 carries, 96 yards, but keep this in mind. The Richmond Spider. He, uh, he got winded at the end of the game, and they brought in Roy Hallou. Yes, the rookie from Nebraska, Roy Hallou, who ended up getting about 76 yards on 10 carries, so keep that in mind. Also, the receiving of the tight end, Fred Davis, Cooley's a little banged up. Fred Davis, six receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. He's on your waiver wire. If you need a tight end, pick him up. Addison, Redskins, Dallas, who you like? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't, I can't stand Dallas. I mean, no offense, I can't stand Dallas. I'm going to go with Washington just on personal beliefs. I think I, I like, I like uh, the Redskins defense on this. Um, Kitna, you, he can be great, but he can be absolutely horrible. Uh, I, don't, I think the offense right now for Dallas is on disarray. I think Washington has a big game. Hightower's going to start. I'm liking a who coming in later, um, kind of like this week. Uh, I'd like to see the next week, week four and week five, and see where that running back situation is. Sexy Rex, he's looking good. Centennial, is it Centennial Holmes? Mm-hmm. No, Centennial Moss. Centennial Moss. Centennial Moss. Centennial Moss. Centennial Moss and Washington. I think he's going, for, he's going for a dime, a dime and a touch this week easily. Uh, I'm liking Rex. He's throwing some confidence. I'm not seeing much. I just don't know. With Romo out, Kitten, no. I would say stay away from Dallas right now. Uh, Felix Jones, he came back in, but I don't know if they're going home this week or put it. I don't, I don't know what the Romo situation in Dallas is right now. Yeah, the whole Dallas uh, situation right now. Romo, he says he's going to start. We'll have to wait. Going to be a game time decision. Felix Jones, he's a bang, he's banged up. He's going to try to play, but if not, look for Demarco Murray or Tashar Choice on your waiver wire. Miles Olson definitely out to week six. Des Bryant is coming back. So guys, keep your eye on the injury report, see what happens in Dallas before that game. I'm with Addison on this one. Without all those weapons for Dallas, I like Washington plus the six and a half. Washington plus the six and a half. Addison, that wraps up the Fantasy 45. Job well done. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show.
Let's move on now to everyone's favorite segment of the show, the, the optimal, optimal fantasy, fantasy lineup for the week. week. Last week, Addison, <laughs> your man. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Addison chose Aaron Rodgers for the quarterback in our optimal fantasy lineup of the week. Not a bad selection. Uh, Rodgers threw for, I think, two touchdowns, 300-plus yep. yards. Uh, running back, I got to choose the running backs this time, Rashard Mendenhall. 66 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Not not fantastic, but solid. And on the other end, the other running back was Adrian Peterson. What a game. Two touchdowns, 100-plus yards. Addison, your picks for the wide receiver. Let's review. Hakeem Nix. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Not too good. He did catch have, a touchdown. We're in a studio. We have a sound effects machine. We choose not to use it. And then here you are doing Oh, I like how mine sounds better. <laughs> Hakeem Nix, three receptions, 15 yards, one touchdown. Not too good for your optimal selection. But Calvin Johnson, not a handful of yards, but two touchdowns. Solid, solid game by Calvin. Flex position, Addison, you really excelled here. Beanie Wells. Beanie. Beanie Wells, that's your flex. My boy. 90 yards and a touchdown. I chose defense. Jets. Jets had a great, great game against 22 Jackson. points, 22, 23 points on defense. That was awesome. Absolutely. And Addison's final selection of the kicker was Sebastian Janikowski. Didn't get a chance of any field goals, but kicked five extra points. And when I forgot the tight end, I did choose Vernon Davis. Normally he eats the Cowboys up. They kind of shut him down. He only caught four balls for not many yards. So for our optimal fantasy lineup of the week, week two, Addison, I'll give us a solid – I'm going to give us a B-. minus. I'd agree with that. I'll give a B minus. I'll give that one. Now let's move on to this week's optimal fantasy lineup of the week. That's week three. Quarterback. Who are you I'm, going with? I'm going with Tom Brady, Addison. I'm going with Tom Brady. Uh, the Patriots are playing Buffalo. I think it's going to be a shootout. Tom Brady. What's he on pace to throw for? This is, this is no joke. Yeah, I want to hear this one. They said that he's on pace right now to throw nearly 7,000 yards. <laughs> 7,000 yards. I mean, he's he's just – He's, un- he's a machine right now, Addison. 7,000 yards. Good Addison, uh, I've got quarterback Brady. Who you got for the running backs? I'm going to go with Frank Gore this week. I like the matchup against the Cincy defense. Um, I'm really liking that matchup. Now, I'm picking Cincy to win, but I think Frank Gore is going to be carrying the load um, for this game. I'm liking Frank Gore 18 to 22 fancy points for this matchup. My other one is I'm going to pick a Panther. I'm going to go with D'Angelo Williams. He's had a couple off weeks. they got a weak defense uh, coming in with Jacksonville. I'm liking this matchup. Uh, D'Angelo Williams for a big game. If You know what? I, I, and I hate to go too, but you know it's a run by, by committee. I mean, so you got Jonathan Stewart, who I put up over a dime last week. Um, but I still like D'Angelo. I think he's going to come back strong. He's a man child. He's got the best stiff arm in the league. Um, I'm liking D'Angelo Williams this week. Addison, I know a lot of people will probably laugh at that D'Angelo Williams pick, but you know what? I might be on your side here, and this is the reason why. Carolina has not won the won a game yet, and they're letting um, Cam just throw all, all over the place. For them to win, they're going to need to establish a run. To do that, they're going to have to get D'Angelo Williams the ball. They're playing Jacksonville. Get D'Angelo the ball and let him run wild. like that pick. Wide receiver, we're going to Arizona. Larry Fitzgerald. Tough to stop him. He'll be my wide receiver one. Wide receiver two, Kenny Britt. He's established himself as the top five wide receiver in the league. Really like Kenny Britt this week. Addison, tight ends. I'm going to go back to Jacksonville. Now, I know we just talked about Jacksonville, but the only weapon they put in Gabbert, uh, the last two preseason games when Gabbert got to play, his number one target was Mercedes Lewis. I'm liking Mercedes Lewis um, this week. Uh, because I don't think Gabbert can go th- – I don't think he can throw deep yet. They don't have a deep threat. He's going to keep it short. There's going to be uh, MJ, uh, MJD out of the backfield and, and Mercedes Lewis across the middle short. I, th- I think right now that's the only two offensive weapons they have. I mean, they have, they have some receivers, but I don't think they're worth very much at all. But I'm liking Mercedes Lewis with this one. 
I know you do. That's two, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. You've chosen Mercedes Lewis from the Jacksonville Jaguars as your optimal fantasy tight end of the of the week, Addison. And uh, good luck to that pick. The last thing we're going to go defense. We're going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's uh, playing against the Indianapolis defense or Indianapolis Colts offense. That's enough said. Pitt should shut them down. Our optimal fantasy lineup of the week, Tom Brady, quarterback, Frank Gore, D'Angelo Williams, running back, Larry Fitzgerald, Kenny Britt, wide receiver, tight end, Mercedes Lewis, Pittsburgh D. Oh, Addison, I forgot about the kicker. I'm going to throw in Orlando Mari. Orlando Mari is our kicker. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. That's our optimal fantasy lineup of the week brought to you by TheMesh.TV. Addison, let's go hit the injury report. Injury report from last week, Jamal Charles out with the torn ACL. Going to be tough for Kansas City fans, but Addison's going to tell you who to pick up on the waiver wire because of this injury. Tony Romo, we mentioned it earlier, punctured lung, fractured rib. Check out the uh, injury reports to see if he comes back in. He's going to be a game-time decision, comes back to play next week. Michael Vick, concussion. It's not up to Vick. It's not up to Philly. It's the doctors. They decide if you go out with a concussion, the only way you can come back in to play the next week if the doctors approve it. Uh, Vic's going to go through some tests later this week, and we'll hear later if he's going to be able to play or not. If not, Addison will mention this too. Who are you going to play in Vic's spot? Miles Austin out up to six weeks with a hammy. Tough injury for uh, Dallas right when they were getting going. Thomas Davis. Yes, that's right. I just heard today Thomas Davis for the Carolina Gone. Out for the season. Good God. Third time in 23 months. This guy can't catch a break. I mean, how do you – do you walk around your house on crutches like for 23 – third torn ACL. In 23 months. That's really sad because he has a lot of potential, a lot of talent, but just can't stay out in the He's field. He's also got a lot of money. He's not guaranteed. I mean, <laughs> good point, good point. Uh, as Addison mentioned here just a little while ago, uh, Aaron Hernandez tied in. The, the, he's been a star so far for Tom Brady and the Patriots out one to two weeks. Uh, good pickup on that one, Addison. And I just heard here, Buffalo Bills wide receiver Roscoe Parrish, not an integral part of their offense, but he did play a lot in the slot. He's out with an ankle. He is out for the rest of the season. Out for the rest of the season. One more to keep in mind, Mario Manningham, also with the concussion. Look to see if he's going to be playing um, for the Giants in their lineup. Check your injury report. Addison, that's what I've got for the injury report. Hit me with the waiver wire. All right, wa- waiver wire. I'm liking – can- we'll start with Kansas City. Uh, Jamal Charles being out, you have some backups. I mean, Thomas Jones, a lot of people pick Thomas Jones up in the latter rounds. Also, TJ, he's a little older. You also look at Derek McCluster. Uh, third string, but he should get some carries. I'm liking that. It's a good possibility. He should be on most people's waiver wire. Down in Dallas, of course, you got Kitna. Look, Kitna looked like he had some. He has, still has some good throws in him, but it's either it's either hit or miss. Um, is he an option? Yes. I don't think he's going to be an option for right now. Um, Miles Austin being out. There are a couple other options down in Dallas. Um, Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe and Dallas would be a good one. Uh, but Des Bryant's come back, so. I think receiving-wise, I think you're still safe uh, with Des Bryant. I don't think many people are going to have any other receivers down besides them. But on the waiver wire, you'd be a good pickup. Um, Detroit, Nate Burleson, uh, starting this week, got me 13 and a half points. Um, he's pretty – I'm liking Nate Burleson, man. He's, he's been in the league a while. Uh, you know, Charles, John, uh, Charles Johnson's getting most of the, the catches, but – Nate Burl, I mean, he's still – he's running good routes. He's getting open. I think he's getting the ball a lot. Um, but as far as I know, I mean, he's going to be in most people's uh, – unless you picked him up in the late rounds, he's still going to be in, on the uh, waiver wire. Also, in Philly with the Vic situation, Vince Young was still on the sideline. I don't know. I think he may – Vince Young's going to be out another week, if I'm not mistaken. So, Kaffa – unless with Vic, uh, with Vic status, I think Kaffa may – he could get the start. He could. 
I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure they're going to let us know later in the week with with um, what situation. But I think Kafka could get the start. And down in uh, Texas with Arian Foster, look, you got Ben Tate, but also Steve Slayton. Some people, I think one or two people picked him up late in a late round. But with uh, Aaron Foster gone, I think they're going to send him out in two, three weeks. We'll see what kind of durability Ben Tate has. Look for Steve Slayton. Thanks, Addison. I'm going to throw one more to that mix uh, with Aaron Hernandez being out. Yeah, you got to go look up that uh, Gotzkowski or what is his name? Grodkowski for the Patriots, the tight end. Brady still looks to his tight end, so he's he's available and he's available on most waiver wires. Look for him to replace Aaron Hernandez. All right, my friend. Good job on the injury report and waiver wire. Let's move on to our last segment of the day. That's where we highlight a team. Uh, from a a different league, and today's lucky contestant is Mr. Hank Eimer, real estate genius of Hickory, North Carolina, team name Fantasy Nostradamus. We're going to highlight his team today. Nostradamus? I'm sorry. What was that? Nostradamus, sorry. (laughs) Yes, Fantasy Nostradamus. Addison, uh, Hank, first week of the season, put up the most points in our league, put up about 160, but he followed it up with a very disappointing 82 points. I'm going to go hit you with some of his players. Tell me what you think. For quarterback, Drew Brees, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Decent. Back, uh, running back one, Ahmad Bradshaw from the Giants, solid. Backup, I'm sorry, the second one running back was Jamal Charles, who's now out for the year. Ooey. Ouch. Ooey. He's got Reggie Bush started in his flex spot. And this is where I sit some weakness here. As w- at wide receiver, Johnny Knox is his starter, and Steve Smith for the pa- uh, the Panthers, two of his wide receiver starter. Tight end. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. Johnny Knox, how many ball? What does he call like five, six balls this year? Forty-five uh, receptions, forty-five yards last week. Yeah. Tough spot for that's, him. That's uh, I don't. Yeah, that's not very good. Uh, Brandon Pettigrew, tight end. We've got a field goal kicker, Henry, and Baltimore D is the, Ra- uh, the Ravens D for his uh, defense. But check out the reserves. He also has Matt Castle. He's got Ryan. Attaboy, Matthews. Hank. Matt Castle, baby. Well, see now, look at his bench. Now he's got Ryan Matthews, Darren Sproles. Marcus Colston and Sidney Rice. Addison, would you input some of those uh, other reserve roles into the starting role? You know what? I'm thinking, uh, depending on the situation in San Diego, I think Tolbert coughed up the ball a couple times. I don't know. The Ron Matthews, I think Ron Matthews may be good. I, I would. What I, like. I would get I would get rid of uh, – not like Ron I could inject Ryan Matthews, but receiver-wise – Let's hit, the, the receiver again. let's hit the waiver wire for the receivers, uh, Mr. Imer. Johnny Knox, Steve Smith, and Marcus Colston, who's hurt. Let's go hit the waiver wire. Are those, those only three? Yeah, yeah he's got three. And oh, Sidney yeah, Rice, who's constantly hurt. Oh, Hank, you're in a pickle. Yeah. So, Hank, our advice to you is go to the waiver wire. Pick up uh, maybe Denarius Moore or Nate Burleson, uh, a bevy of other wide receivers that are out there right now. Maybe Mike Sims-Walker or Brandon Gibson for the Rams. They might be out there. Get one of those wide receivers. Stick them in. Put Ryan Matthews. Who replaced Jamal Charles is out for the year, and I put, I would put Sproles in the flex spot in front of Reggie Bush until Bush can prove himself. I like man, Sproles is running like a man child right now. Very very good, playing very good. Addison, is this a fantasy playoff team to you? Uh, no. Hank, Addison says no. Hank, I'm going to be with you. You haven't made the playoffs very often. I'm going to give you your due. This might be your year with Drew Brees leading the uh, leading the uh, chase here. I'm going to say Hank Imer makes the playoffs. Good luck to that, uh, Hank, and good luck to you the rest of the season. And, ladies and gentlemen, good luck to you as you challenge in week three against your other fantasy football teams. Uh, Addison, another job well done. Thank Thanks, you very Shane. much for your hard work. You're it was the man. A great, great episode. I'd also like to thank DMesh.tv. Please check us out on iTunes or download us at uh, TheMesh.tv. We're there. We want to take your emails. We want to take your calls. 
when if you decide to call in one day, if you've got Addison's cell phone number, <laughs> give us a holler. Ladies and gentlemen, we enjoyed it. We look forward to seeing you next week. Who that, baby? We out. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.